0: God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome.
1: Welcome to another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. I got to meet David J. Matthews this weekend. That was pretty fun.
0: Who's David J. Matthews?
1: He's the lead singer of a band called the Dave Matthews Band.
0: Oh, you met him? How'd you meet him?
1: Um, I was playing Pilgrimage Festival where they were headlining and uh, our our VIP passes kind of just held all day. We played earlier in the day and uh, I went and saw the Black Pumas, who were, which were playing right before him. I talked to some of those dudes about you and uh he came on stage to watch the black Pumas and I was standing there and I mean, I didn't like hang out with him on his bus, but we had a brief little correspondence and, uh, did you say,
0: Hey, uh, Bob Schneider has dreams about you (laughs) where you guys are
1: friends. (laughs) Do you dream of him also? Uh, I just said, Hey man, looking forward to the show. Have a good one. he stopped and he's like, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It wasn't any like big thing. He looked like he was, in a bit of a hurry by the time he walked by me.
0: I'm telling you, man, that guy, I mean, obviously I haven't talked to him in 20 years, but if you would have just wanted to talk to him for a minute, he would, have, he would have been down.
1: Well, I I guess I kind of blew that, you know, it had been a long day for me. I won't bore anyone with details, but uh, I'll tell you what, we got to watch the show from the press pat press pit, like right in front of first row where all the people take, you know, yeah, in yeah. between the barricade and the stage. And, you know, I had been joking with everybody all day. I hadn't seen the band in 21 years. They're one of my favorite bands. And I got to sort of feel that thing you feel when you like watch when you watch them come out, you know, and like even if you're even if you're watching Tool from like the second bowl or whatever, when the band comes out, that's like a fun thing. And watching them come out that close, just being so close and then watching him do his thing that close. I mean, that dude does not give a shit. He makes the weirdest fate, like, he's a strange, and I mean this in a good way, but, like, he's a strange guy, dude. He was, like, making really weird faces, kind of communicating with the band in a funny way. And then when he was playing, <laughs> it was a festival show, so he just played his big hits. He didn't do any, like, deep stuff. And he's playing these songs, dude. It's like, those songs are no joke, man. Yeah. He played that song, Too Much. I eat too much. I want too much. It's like... It was powerful. It was cool. But then we got bounced from that area. We got sort of unceremoniously kicked out. And then I had to watch the festival from like... Why
0: did they kick you out
1: of there? A couple of like the band guys were there first. And we were all being cool because we're band guys and we know what's going on. Then press came and it got busy. But then I think a bunch of pilgrimage like VIP, the drunk mom ratio went up. Selfie drunk mom. And I think that someone made a call and they just bounced the whole they just bounced everybody and it was actually really unfortunate the guy that was like basically hurting us all out i went up to him while we're being kicked out i said what happened i said did something happen what's going on what's what's the deal and he pointed to like the rail like where all the fans were and he goes we don't let people stand in front of our fans these are our fans and i was like dude i'm like the biggest dave matthews fan in the world like all right. I'm like, you're getting that wrong, but whatever. Uh, show was a lot less enjoyable from far away. I will say that. There was an interesting little magic up front that was hard to feel in the back. Black Pumas were pretty good. They were pretty fun. I didn't know they were an Austin band.
0: Dude, they blew the fuck up. They blew up. They were opening up for me two years ago. The Black Pumas? Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they got real big. I say two years ago, but it probably was four years ago. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know when anything happened anymore. Yeah, I feel well, that's exciting. Got to meet Dave
1: Matthews, see him play. It was a pretty fun day for me to like it's really there aren't many things left that will make me feel that way anymore. And so to have a little a little kick of that was was nice. It really was nice.
0: I was looking at the lineup for ACL. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that I want to see at
1: ACL. What are the big what, who's headlining it?
0: Uh I know George Strait is headlining it and then maybe Billy Eilish.
1: I'd like to see both of them actually. I'd like to see maybe a, a, 10 minutes of George Strait. I wouldn't mind seeing a Billy Eilish set. Yeah, I have no
0: I have no interest in seeing it. But let's see who is Oh, they got tickets. Here's the ticket link. How about the lineup? Line up here we go. George, uh, Friday it's George Strait and Miley Cyrus are the headliners. Saturday it's Billie Eilish and Rufus Du Dude, I've never heard of Rufus Du Sol. Have either. you? No. They're the headliner at fucking Austin City Limits. And then Sunday it's Tyler the Creator and Duran Duran. Ooh, Duran Duran. Yeah, no, no reason to see them ever. Duran Duran. I, uh, Don't care. Dude, you remember that song that
1: they had in the 90s? I remember a lot of their songs, but I don't know. I won't cry for yesterday. There's an ordinary world. Somehow I have to find. That's a great song, man. I would go just to see that song.
0: I'm looking at all the underbands, Modest Mouse Mm -hmm. is playing on Saturday.
1: Cool band. Would never want to see him. Don't care.
0: Uh, Day Glow. That's another Austin band that really kind of blew up. Guy. It's just a dude, really. Anyone else you recognize? Greta Van Fleet's playing Sunday. Oh, my God. Don't care. Dude, bands I hate. St. Vincent, Band of Horses. Oh, Mark Ribier is playing on Sunday. That's yeah. the only guy I
1: would like to go see, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing all the festivals. I would go see
0: Mark Ribier in a second. <laughs> but that would be fun. That would be fun to see. There's nobody else that I give a shit about
1: so for people who may not know mark ribier loop daddy his whole deal is he makes up all of his songs on the spot i mean you're a guy that like dabbles you could you know you're good at that kind of thing but he does he have like songs now that he performs that people like that in the summer or is he just making everything up for every gig because he's making it up for every gig that seems exhausting to me and it can't all be good. Like, you can't do that and it's all good. You do it and you get mad little magic nuggets. But he's got I, some songs that are as good, I, that are so good that you want to see him perform. I will say this. I've watched
0: 20 hours, maybe, of him making up songs. And it's always it's pretty good. enjoyable. Yeah. It's always good. And uh, you're right. It's not going to always be good. But... I do know this when you're in front of a lot of people, you get more scared and you're going to be better. The bigger the audience, the more scared you are, the better you're going to be. And uh, I'm sure he's really good in this big, but God damn it. Uh, I can't imagine. Dude, don't you have dreams? I have dreams where I'm backstage and I'm about to be in a play and I don't know what the lines are to the play, and I'm looking at the script, and I don't even know what my character's name is, so I don't even know what line to learn, and I can't really read the script, so I can't even like figure out what the first word is to even get on stage and kind of get into the momentum of things, and it is the worst nightmare.
1: I've never had it in terms of a play, but I I have had it musically, and it's it really is horrible. Oh my god! Or like I can't, or I can't, I can't get my guitar in tune. Uh, you know, like whatever it is. The, the
0: to have twenty thousand people in front of you at Austin City Limits, and you just got to make some shit up. Omg! Oh, but dude. it's easy
1: to do if you know that they all love you. You just you're already you're, 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 the the head start is pretty significant.
0: <sighs> I guess. Pretty. Significant I don't know, head start. That's not my thing. I like. I like constantly creating new material and playing new material. I think it's really vital and important, uh, especially if you want somebody to come see you over and over again, but just making up, it's one thing to make up one song. It's another thing to make up an hour and a half's worth of material. Every show, every show. It's so crazy. Remarkable. Maybe he maybe he does have some stuff that's like you know, maybe he has some stuff in his that he starts with or maybe he goes home and figures out some chords and stuff the night before so that he shows up kind of having a you know, somewhat of an idea of what he's going to do.
1: Yeah, maybe he kind of like gets a gets a chorus or something.
0: But dude, there's dudes. Have you seen that guy I can't think of his name but he he he's a rapper on Instagram and he just raps off the top of his head and he'll have somebody on there and they'll they'll just be feeding him words and stuff and then he'll just
1: incorporate that into raps. That dude is Oh, I have seen that dude. So
0: crazy. He's on he 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 did a session with Mark Ribier.
1: Yeah, I, well I didn't see that but I saw a, a, maybe you showed it to me. It's like him just walking around like a park outside. And yeah, just, talking about people's clothes yeah. and their hair. And it's and, really good. It's really good.
0: The guy is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's a great rapper, but he's making it all up. And when I first saw it, I was like, well, he's not making that up. And then you watch it and you realize, oh, he's making it all up. Yeah, yeah. Which is so weird.
1: Now, the ben, the, the thing is, the magic trick is, we're watching the video that he put out. So, you know, he may have walked around that park for a couple of hours to get that one minute of good sauce we see the one minute of good sauce it's all very candid looking i know dude
0: but when he did that live thing with fucking mark ribier there was no cuts,
1: so he was able to you could see the 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 raw power of it actually i saw that was that was that when he was sitting on the couch at mark's apartment yeah 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 yeah, i saw that that was really fucking good because you see
0: him you see mark ribier with um who's the og the guy with the big oh with reggie yeah, you Reggie Watts, is, Reggie Watts is bull bullshitting through that whole thing. Yeah, he's he's, he's not that
1: great. I agree.
0: And then then they had the guy from Whose Line Is It Anyways, who's also great. Wayne and he Brady. was kind of Wayne Brady, and he was kind of bullshitting it. Yeah, I mean he was okay.
1: Yeah, but we're not great. But
0: when that guy got up there and fucking did it, you were just like, holy fuck, dude! His brain's just wired in a weird way.
1: Yeah, I've. It's funny that you mentioned those. I've thought about that too. I I thought that the Wayne Brady one was like I expected more. Because I grew up watching Whose Line It's Anyway, and that's no joke. And that guy was always the best, especially when it was anything to do with music. Right. But uh I like when he collaborates with Erica Baidu also. Those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty funny. They're just funny because it's like She's fucked up. She, well, I yeah. think the
0: ones that he collaborated with are those were live shows at the drive in where she showed up.
1: Yeah. Yeah oh my god dude she's fucked up like just they get into some like psychedelic screamy shit (laughs) but i think it's because she runs she runs out of gas like that's 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 what we're talking about actually and what's so cool about the rapper the instagram rapper is he never like really ran out of fuel but you watch wayne brady and reggie kind of not be able to keep up
0: dude i was i don't know if you listen to theo bond's podcast but he's kind of like that he just has this unending source of creative weird shit that comes out of his mouth and he had Riff Raff as a guest do you know who that is no you don't know who Raff is he's a sort of a weird avant-garde white rapper out of Dallas but he he talks like he's like I don't know black or urban or whatever and like committed to it for six years where he never broke character and put all these tattoos all over his body, like the MTV logo tattoo and all kinds of weird fucking crazy tattoos and committed to this character riffraff. Okay. And was just known for being really funny, like gave great interviews, was super random. All his music is super random. And he was on Theo Bond show and they were trying to out random each other. And riffraff just immediately ran out of steam, like had nothing from the get go. Huh. And you were just like, Ooh, you're like, what, what happened there? Like he, he used all his brain cells up smoking <laughs> dope or something. I don't know. So weird. Meanwhile, Theo Vaughn, who used to be, I guess, a pretty serious drug addict has been sober for a minute. So,
1: well, that's the thing, dude, when you talk about, <laughs> except for Mark Marin, who put out he occasionally will put out these episodes where I'm like, "Thank God, he's just proving everything I've said for years." This new Bj Novak one, dude, is so fucking rough. But anyway, these comedians who are sober guys, look out for those guys, man. Except for Marin, who's a total hack. But like John Mulaney, it sounds like Theo Von. Uh, these dudes who have all that going on, and then they, I guess, use drugs or booze for to tamp it down or like whatever. When they kind of get free of that and then all they have is that insanity. I mean, you're kind of like that with your music, you know? Dude, Crystalia? Crystalia's never
0: guy. never done a drug, never. I drank don't I don't trust that life.
1: though. I don't trust that. I, I think that's what do a you mean? that's a different kind of weird problem. Um, never did it one time. Like, he's not sober because he's an addict. He's not sober because he destroyed relationships or had got a DUI. He's not sober because he checked it out. He's like so scared of it or he's such a control freak that he never did it. Like, I don't, I I don't like it. I don't don't buy it. I I think there's something really weird under that thing.
0: No, he's super OCD. He just, he he got into high school and everybody started partying and he's like, Hey, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. Oh, I'm supposed to party. Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to party. Oh, I'm supposed to drink. I'm not going to well, drink. Well,
1: that's fine for high school, but what about your 20s and 30s? I mean, that it doesn't track. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, Gene Simmons, same deal. Gene Simmons is like, never drank, never smoked. Penn and Teller.
0: Penn Jillette, Never drank but, in but, his
1: life. But here was here was, here was Penn Jillette's thing. Food. Here's Gene Simmons' thing. Sex. Everyone's got something. Oh, Chris D'Elia? You know why he got canceled, right? What, he's into he was like- fuck, he, was, he, he was fucking everybody. He's into, he's into like young women.
0: No, he's not into young women. He was fucking a bunch of chicks. He is into young women. Uh, no he's not dude he fucking he uh he direct he was texting thousands and thousands of chicks and one chick that he texted was 16 and he found out she was 16 and no, he was I like know
1: the whole story but even when that bye-bye. happened one of the reasons that all his friends bailed on him like whitney cummings she's like he just it was the big joke is like all his girlfriends were super young like that was just i'm not saying they were all under age but he's like he likes young chicks period yeah. No big deal.
0: But they weren't. They, he's not in the underage chicks. I didn't say that. I said young. He likes them young.
1: He plays with well, that fire.
0: That eighteen to twenty two demographic is an is a. It's called the power girl demographic, where women that age want to have sex with men in power mm-hmm. and will do it. And. It's easy pickings if you're a big star.
1: But you have to want it. I wouldn't even really want that. Well, for years
0: I did. I wanted yeah, that. Yeah.
1: I think it's real common. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not for me. He, and that's why he he likes it.
0: What I find very interesting about my connection with Chris D'Elia is that he had his first child when he was 40, same as I did. And also, I he doesn't really talk about it, but it sounds like he went to sex rehab the way I did. And when I say sex rehab, I went to this thing called Healing Sexual Issues for Men, at a place called Onsite, outside of Nashville. And what I learned there was how to have real relationships with people, which I didn't know how to do before I went there. Mm-hmm. Before that, I just thought, oh, you just do what my parents do, which is like whatever the fuck you wanna do. And uh, that's not how you have relationships with people. Right. You get to know them, they get to know you, you get to know who they are, they get to know who you are. And that's called intimacy. Mm-hmm. And then through that intimacy, you develop a real relationship with a real person and uh and it's different and it's good for you
1: if you were to t- t- take the take the two scenarios sex with someone you don't know and sex with someone you actually truly care about do you have do you see one as better than the other
0: <laughs> yes of course of course well, some one pe- some is people a, might not answer is, that way one is a real thing now It's like, what's better, having a Diet Coke or smoking a fucking bowl of heroin? (laughs) Now, some people would say the heroin makes you feel better than the Diet Coke. But ultimately, the Diet Coke in the long run makes you feel better. The heroin makes you feel great in the moment. And the Diet Coke makes you feel good in the moment too. Mm -hmm. BT dubs. Mm-hmm. but in the long term the heroin uh, digs a giant hole that you end up being in that you can't get out of
1: well i don't think all i don't think all casual sex is quite like that maybe maybe the kind you were having to fill some huge void and all that but uh i think you can have casual sex that's not really that deep
0: yeah some people can take or leave alcohol that's right? not who i am right like i was using sex to fucking feel okay I was using it to escape my life. And, and if I couldn't get it, I just became very morose and grumpy.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I want, I did want to talk about that sober without ever doing it thing though, because there's a dude in town. He's a, he's a big session musician, uh, completely sober, but never did anything ever. In fact, his dad, parents were, were alcoholics, I guess. And I guess there's a special AA for kids who were, parented by alcoholics goes to those meetings on the reg and never had a, a sip of alcohol or drugs ever
0: it's yeah it's called alanine adult right. children of alcoholics
1: right and he you know he thinks everyone who had an, an alcoholic parent should be going it's just a strange vibe it's like he he lives like he was an alcoholic he like lives this sober life that would suggest to you that he had to have a big change to to get his life on track, and then you dig into it, you get to know him. He's like, "I've never had a sip of alcohol." It's like, "What is that?" Well, that is a unique flavor. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's, I, I there's something about it to me that's like, "Well, you never even tried it," you know, like what? Yeah,
0: but I'm telling you, like my sister could easily go to Al-Anon and benefit
1: from it. Sure, I'm sure there's lots of tools for like, "Hey, your parents were fucked up, and here's what you need to know about all that." I'm not, I'm not knocking Al-Anon. I guess I guess. I just I, – I, I feel like you have to have had some experience with it for me to sort of be able to track with the the moralizing of it. Oh, I'm a big sober yeah. guy. It's like, well, okay, well, what happened? Well, nothing. I wouldn't even know. Never tried it. Too scared. Too much of a control freak. I'm like, oh. Like, your story to me is more like – I like the cautionary tale of it. It makes sense that you had to get – you had to get sober, dude, to live. I mean,
0: I never tried crack, I came close one time, but then when it came time to smoking the crack, the guy who had the crack wanted to smoke it more than he wanted to share it. So I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was the only time I came close to doing it. Never shot up with a needle, but I do. I was at a, I, I was at my house one night with a friend of mine and we were both drunk and he was telling me for 50 bucks, we could go take a cab over to the east side. And for 50 bucks, this guy would use a clean needle and shoot us both up with heroin. And, I didn't do it. And even though I was drunk, it just sounded like, well, that can't be good for the long haul. <laughs> like, first of all, I don't even know if I had 50 bucks. And if I had 50 bucks today, I'm going to need 50 bucks tomorrow. And then I'm going to need 50 bucks the next day. I'm going to need 50 bucks every fucking day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I never did heroin, but you know, maybe that's what, you know, for, for these people, it's like, yeah, I don't yeah i don't want i don't want to get drunk
1: yeah no i get it i I get it i I mean heroin's much less common and much more dangerous and it is
0: one thing to never even try i think chris D'elia has had a sip of alcohol
1: just like even uh, if he even if his story was i got drunk once and i hated the way it felt i hated not being in control it didn't make me funnier it made me goofy and lazy that even even if he was like i just did that one time in college no
0: he's never done that
1: like one sip of alcohol, you know, even Gene Simmons would be like, well, I mean, I've had a few glasses of wine. He's like, but, but Gene Simmons' whole deal and Pin it's like this too. And, uh, who was that famous dude who was like an illusionist? Uh, anyway, David Copperfield? No, he's a famous illusionist who like debunked Uri Geller and stuff. And he had a documentary called An Honest Liar because most of his life he was gay and had a husband, but no one ever knew about it. Randy, something, James Randy. The, the Amazing Randy. The Amazing Randy, right. He was like, no alcohol, no no drugs, no caffeine. And his whole deal was like, I want to be in complete control and like completely, I want to soberly evaluate the world all of my waking life. And right. pinjo it's like that too. Like, I just want to be clear, present. Same thing with Gene Simmons, blah, blah, well, blah. Well,
0: dude, when I, when I listen to Chris D'Elia talk, I'm like, that's what I would be able to talk like had I not, like, seriously killed billions of brain cells with alcohol.
1: Just because he's quick witted and talks fast and connects ideas fast yeah
0: i'm telling you dude i killed so many brain cells between the alcohol and smoking a bunch of pot i mean i definitely the alcohol i mean who knows what the pot does but for sure i killed some brain cells yeah and not to mention the times where i just would pass out and hit my head and concuss myself (laughs) and you know that kind of shit that (laughs) happened all the time yeah I mean, I was in Dave Matthews dressing room one time, like I would go into his dressing room when they were playing on stage and we would just clean out their alcohol. And I was in there one time and I just fell off the back of the couch and landed on my head. (laughs) Like that can't be good for my brain.
1: Well, uh, I mean, the word about Dave is that he's quite a heavy drinker.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. That whole crew. When I was on tour with them, they were all heavy drinkers. That drummer would drink a bottle of whiskey a day.
1: But you would think that like you, as we've all gotten older, you know, that they would have maybe put the bottle down Uh, and maybe, maybe I think Carter probably did get sober.
0: All the people that I know that aren't alcoholics that like to drink, they drink. Dude, if I could drink, I would drink. Yeah. Yeah. I love to drink. I just could never do it successfully. I'm not, I don't know how to do it. Once I start, I'm not going to stop until I'm unconscious Mm -hmm. period. Right. So that's not a way to live a life, dude. No, no, it's a way to end a life. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be one of those people that would stay sober if I had sort of a, you know, somebody said, okay, you got like three months to live i don't know if i'm staying sober for three months well i'm definitely not staying sober at at when i start feeling pain i'm doing the morphine i'm doing all of that yeah yeah
1: but in terms of you don't want to waste that precious time being drunk being drunk sucks it's not that great
0: i loved it yeah i just didn't like being sober that was my problem i loved being drunk But when I would sober up, everybody'd be like, you know what you did? You were such a dick. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I better drink.
1: Well, I mean, I'm usually told charming stories about the things I do when I'm drunk, but it's just not worth it anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say the people that can drink without any consequences, they're the ones that die of liver failure. Yeah. They're the ones that like, oh, he, he was a heavy drink. I didn't even know he drank. Yeah oh he's he died from sclerosis or whatever it's called <laughs> what is it called
1: psoriasis psoriasis
0: Scol- scolar <laughs> so his fucking liver was really fucking bent out of shape
1: well listen this has been a pleasant talk we somehow got it there and uh i have to go and uh see what's gonna happen with this doctor and uh that's it that's all the that's all she wrote that's all the way the cookie crumbles as they say
0: well i guess we can talk about it next time and find out if that finger went in the old butt <laughs>
1: maybe i can see if he'll let me uh record audio and then we can just oh my god really <laughs> um, um, no well first of all i would never do that second of all i'm sure that it violates 100 hipaa laws or something i don't think he would let me i could secretly record it there's nothing you can do about that
0: did you know in today's social media lots of people have recorded getting fingers put in their butts at the doctor's office
1: just for some recreational use later
0: who knows? People are fucking. People put. Dude, I watched a dude today put his whole proposal on Instagram. He's a nice guy. I'm not going to say who he is. He's a super nice guy, actually. Okay. But it like, I'm like, what are you doing? Keep a moment of your life for yourself. It's such a weird thing. Yeah. Like keep some stuff for yourself it's so weird
1: people don't feel like they're living a life unless it's got likes unless it's got social media cachet and that is a very that's actually one of the saddest things i've ever said on this podcast and uh, with that i really must leave you all um so good day to you all thank you for all the support yes kind sirs and madams please
0: good day to you good day (laughs)